Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing more Spider-Man No Way Home, specifically feedback, because let's talk about this movie we have talked about so much, and there's so much more. There's so much movie. All that and more of this app, we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. And in our producer chair, we have the lovely Ashley Coffin. How are you doing, Ash? Great. If it feels like we just did this. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know either. How could you possibly feel like we... <laughs> I'm also s- stuck in my own multiverse of madness of Spider-Man feedback. Like, it's just mm-hmm. been so much. So freaking <laughs> Oh, yeah. So freaking we much. Ha- like, I've been getting all the notifications on my phone of just like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I'm like, swipe it away, swipe it away. Mm-hmm. Thank God Ashley's looking at these because I don't want to gather them up. Swipe them away. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have so many other and things. And it's, it's like, they're all about the same things, but then they're all about something different a little bit. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know what to do. <laughs> all, the, all the different facets of like one character, let's all talk about. Yeah. Like, uh, can't split these up, but I can't. Uh, I understand. So, uh, let's just get right into it. Yeah, let's try to keep this one relatively short. So, we're going to start with patrons like we always do. Patreon.com slash MCU guest if you want to get your feedback in first. Paul Dungeon. Dungeon? Not Dungeon. That's a different thing. Dungeon? Paul Paul Dungeon. (laughs) I swear you swap that in or you swap Mm -hmm. that D out for an N, you get Dungeon. And again, that's that's a different Paul. Uh, with everyone now forgetting about Peter Parker, the possibilities for the future are endless. But I think we've been given some clues. You can see some silhouettes in the sky before Strange closes the spell. This included Craven, the Hunter, Black Cat, and Rhino. Uh, I think the fourth movie will be a mix of Peter getting the symbiote suit and Craven's last hunt. What are your wish lists for the next trilogy? Uh, and also, did you notice anything else in that scene before the spell closes? I can't wait for the Blu-ray, so I can analysis it further. <laughs> I hope you're all well, and Merry Christmas, love you, 3000. Ah, oh, I did the wrong accent. This is Paul from Scotland. They do this on purpose. They do it at the end. I think now they don't say it at the beginning. <laughs> ah. <laughs> he wrote in, like, does Paul not know the rules that Scottish people have to send in a voicemail for you? <laughs> I haven't said them in a while. Okay, I said it in a previous cast, but I think I saw Mephistork in the sky. Who? Mephistork. Somebody reaching towards... Oh, that's right, that's right. It's the stork. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, the hand reaching towards is something I saw in a different scene, but Mephistork looked like... Uh, oh, like actually Mephistork? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I seriously thought I saw a stork in the sky when I was like nice. looking at the different figures. And I nice. don't think he says Mephisto, but it looked like a stork in the sky. <laughs> That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Um, as far as the the thought of uh, this being the symbiote suit and Craven's last hunt, I, I don't know. There's a there's supposed to be a movie uh, greenlit already that has Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven in like a Craven movie. Hmm. Um, Wait, Quicksilver? Yeah. The dead Quicksilver. That's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know because that would be really good if we had like dark Peter symbiote suit, like ready to throw down at a moment's notice, kind of Peter Parker. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, what I would lovingly refer to as f- around and find out, Peter Parker. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Parker from Philly. Yeah, Peter Parker from Philly. <laughs> In West Philadelphia. Against Craven, who is actively trying to murder him. Yeah. Because he's hunting he like he's hunting the big prey. Like Peter would not this that, you know, Philly Peter would not take <laughs> that shit for a second. Like especially if it was it's symbiote suit Peter, like, oh, in a heartbeat he'd be like, oh, Oh, okay. This is how it's going. Let me stab you with your own spear. <laughs> yeah. Here's something that's interesting about the symbiote suit coming in a, in a, in a movie soon and, and maybe the next one and maybe with Craven. Um, Spider-Man is in a place where he's going to be super lonely and the version yep. of the symbiote that we have in the Venom movies is very much like mentally connected as well as physically connected and like they have a relationship, you know, and mm-hmm. it would be interesting if like not only is it the power and sort of like the like strength of the symbiote suit that like draws Peter in, but like the camaraderie, you know what I mean? Like if he meets Venom and like Venom, this alien, like pairs up with him and he's like doing all these things. And this version of Venom is like, uh, you know, trying to take him to dark places, but he also is tempted by just like having a community again, you know, (laughs) having a friend, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he's also got suit lady, the AI in a suit. Karen does his voice by Jennifer Connelly. But does he still have that suit? I thought he made his own suit at the end. Yeah, at the end he, he gets rid of he all the stuff. He did make suits. his own suit. He did make his own suit, but he's still got the the AI in it. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. if it's Suit Lady, Karen, Jennifer Connolly, but somebody is still in there that he could communicate with. I mean, Tony talked to Jarvis all fucking day. Right. Yeah, I don't know that we know that though. There's AI in No Way Home. There is AI in No Way Home? Yeah, I remember seeing one of the names that scrolled by was like Suit AI. Or like voice of suit AI was some rando that I'd never heard of. It made me go like, "Where's Jennifer Connelly?" Hmm. Right. Well, the, we know that there's a scene where he tries to use it, but he doesn't have connection to the Stark right. Industries anymore. So I'm wondering if like was Karen connected in? Was Karen actually in the suit, or was Karen like being communicated with from? Yeah, right, right. Where is she hosted? Yeah. Where, where's Karen hosted? Is, is Karen hosted in the cloud? And did they take his glasses? <laughs> I the Stark glasses. So, I'm sure they did because they have that whole thing about like how how did you give uh, let let this child have all this technology? Tony makes good decisions. Yeah, they had the the bots uh, like disassembled on the floor, and I think the glasses were on the table. Okay, and they were having yes. the, the discussion in the police precinct or whatever. I mean, where's Edith? Where's Karen? Where's the suit AI? Because it was mm-hmm. the um, it was the nanotech suit that had the AI that was talking to him. Yeah, I'm under the impression that this new suit is brand new. That's what I think. I, yeah. I think it's a, it's a new suit, and I think he doesn't have any of the Stark tech anymore. I th- I, that's the impression that I got from that last scene. Yeah, he's going all natural, Spider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's going back to like the comic book roots of Spider-Man, which is what's so yeah. exciting. Like we could get all the things we love about Spider-Man, just like being friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and he has all this yeah. experience with the big the big boys and the Avengers and like he could still have those connections with them, but he's not like, he's not actually that guy anymore. Yeah. It actually, honestly in comics, it was always weird to me because Spider-Man's sort of this like lonely kid in New York doing his thing, but he's such a popular character that he does sort of pop into the big storylines, you know, mm-hmm. and it was always kind of yeah. weird to me, but in this, it's kind of nice. Cause like he knows who they are. He knows that he could go connect with them, but now he's just like this guy who nobody knows, you know? 
Right. Yep. I'm I'm excited. You know, if the if the nanotech suit is still around and and has an AI, I just I really want the AI and the Venom symbiote to be interacting like angel and devil on his shoulder <laughs> kind of thing. That's and, funny. Like, I could see there being a moment of like the the suit or the, the the symbiote like does its sludgy thing across his face, but then like the AI or the the nanotech suit goes on top, and then the symbiote goes on top, and then the nanotech suit goes on top. Like no, like like he's the stick, yeah. you know, he's the bat that they're trying to get to the top of. <laughs> or like they're <laughs> dancing on a stage and they keep trying to up- upstage each other. Yeah, they're trying to upstage <laughs> each other on his face. Yeah, and he's just like guys, stop. <laughs> Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> Not like this. No, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just I just got that impression. And it would make a lot of sense. You know, that's one of the reasons you have the suit AI. One of the reasons that they did it in Iron Man and one of the reasons they do it in Spider-Man is like have someone for your hero to talk to, to explain yeah. things to, to like, to interact right. with someone. Uh, and the cool thing is if they do the Venom suit next, he'll still have that, but it will be Venom himself, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's super fun. The thing that I want, though, to answer the question is I want Daredevil. I want Daredevil in the next Spider-Man movie. He already has a connection to him. Like, I want him to be the mentor figure in the new Spider-Man movie. I would love that. I want Daredevil in She-Hulk. I want Daredevil <laughs> in Echo. Uh-huh. True. I want him in Wars, whatever. Yeah, like, show me Secret Wars. Like, yeah. Charlie Cox has a busy year. Charlie Cox, you got some work to do. I hope do. he enjoyed his vacation. <laughs> <laughs> He's been off soaking somewhere. Now he's yeah. got a lot to do. <laughs> hope you got some time in the sauna, because you're going to sweat now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's one of the most beloved characters left in the MCU, honestly. like, uh, I feel like his portrayal of Daredevil yeah. is up there with like Tony and... Uh, Cap, you know, and Nat, yeah. and like all these, uh, mm-hmm. he's up there with all the Avengers to me. Um, and I don't, the rest of the world doesn't feel that way yet, but I'm hoping they will. I had a um, a DM from somebody, and we were having a, a conversation. Um, who was not happy that they brought Daredevil back and didn't make it an actual blind actor? Oh yeah. And I was like, and I, I understood completely. Um, but as being somebody who is so pro hit being back, I think that's why we were talking about it. Cause I like, we could have Madam Webb. Like there is the opportunities to do that, but you established him and he did the work to like really make sure he was, I'm trying to dance around this and not say it wrong. Like representing yeah. a bit. Cause he went and he really, right. he went and sat with, you know, people were blind and he went for months to, train i guess for acting as you do as an actor yeah and he really nailed it yeah Yeah. uh and like you said like there's he tried not to be a trope no of blind person and he he wasn't ben affleck like ben affleck when he would take uh, his daredevil mask off he legit would cross his eyes (laughs) yep i I have pictures (laughs) oh god we still need to rewatch can we please yes we need to do that like, yeah, we should. That was, that's a Bingers episode. What's your weekend looking like? <laughs> Sunday, I'm wide open, baby. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, that's the Christmas gift we're giving to the uh, the Stranded Panda community. A roast of the Daredevil movie. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Pencil me in for Sunday, because uh, okay. we're there. Uh, so we've gotten through one feedback, yep, right? Yep, let's hit the second. Sure. We're making great time. We're making great time. <laughs> Amanda Raridan, another patron, says, Hey, guy. 
I don't know which one. I want to talk about No Way Home. I uh, just want to take a moment and appreciate all the theories that were put out there, all the discussions. And we would say over and over again, not to set the bar too high because we didn't want to come out disappointed again, still, even though it's a great movie. I think we could have hyped this up to the highest level and Marvel still would have blown us out of the water. I seriously don't know how this could have been a better movie. The one-liners mm. in this were amazing and the banter between the Peters was more than anyone could ask for. The backcracking between Toby and Andrew. <sighs> Tom asking if the webs came out from anywhere else. <laughs> Sorry. I just remembered that line while reading that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. Tom asking if the webs came out from anywhere else. Andrew asking Toby if he was good to, or if he was going to fight villains dressed as a cool youth pastor had me crying. The moments were absolutely beautiful, especially when they came to comfort Tom when, uh, when mm -hmm. Aunt May died. The I love you at the end between them, I just, I can't handle it. I could go on and on about this. The villains are a whole other topic I could talk about, but I'll limit myself. I did want your guys' opinion on one thing. Since the Peter Tingle team cured them and set, and set them home, what kind of lives do you think they lived afterwards? Did Norman get to have a happy life with Harry? Did Otto take off the arm since he had control again? I can't wait to hear what you think. Peter Tingle team did not embarrass Tony Stark in front of the Wizards for the record. <laughs> Peter Tingle team did not embarrass Tony Stark in front of the Wizards think, for the record. I think that was a reference to the beginning of Infinity War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. me in front of the wizards. No, no, and for sure. Peter's friends were just like, we're here, we're doing stuff. Yeah. Especially with MJ being like, uh, I think this is kind of your fault. Yeah, Since mm -hmm. this which I appreciated. Your spell? I know a couple of magic words that begin with, please? <laughs> <laughs> so, what will happen to the villains? I'm, I'm really curious if we'll get a movie about the villains, you know? Or, like, I continuations of any of these. I don't think they would do it. Like, a whole movie? Well, no, no, just not just about the villains, but, like, I could totally see if they continue, let's say, let's say we find out Morbius is in the same universe as the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. Like, I could totally see Jamie Foxx showing back up, or whatever. Or, mm -hmm. you know, if we get another multiversal crossover, Spider-Verse type thing like this again, I could see him touching on, like, where is Norman now? I, mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel like Norman and... Um, Doc Ock are less likely to be in anything else just because there are, it's already so crazy that we got them back 20 years later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, Jamie Foxx is a lot more likely maybe Dr. Connors too, but Jamie Foxx seemed like he was pretty game to keep doing it. It seemed like, yeah, it's not that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. And, um, I feel like he did a really good job with that, uh, Netflix movie powers. Or was it Power? I haven't seen it. The one with the pills that yeah, they yeah. click and swallow or whatever. Like he did a really solid job in that one. Yeah, I, I feel like he's still got some some superhero left or some superhero content left to squeeze out of him. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, he's he's such a great actor, and uh, they did him wrong in that first Spider Man. And maybe this is all we'll get. Is like it's totally fine if that's it. Or I mean, they literally could go back and just we just get a, a, a the chance to see that he's back working and he's like, you know living a normal life or something. That version of Jamie Foxx was not acting like the way that that character did in the amazing Spider-Man movies. I thought they were very different. Yeah, for um, sure. He was, they just kind of breezed over that. Yeah. He was a lot more um, confident as a person. Yeah. You yes. know, he, he knew what he was about. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. They tried to fix him. He probably said he wouldn't do it. Right. They fixed his <laughs> hair. They fixed his teeth. Mm-hmm. They were just like, we're going to make him how we should have made him in the first time, you know? Yes. Yeah. God, and that that suit that he had with, like, the harness and the... the um, arc reactor. The arc reactor, that's the word. Like, the, the suit with the harness and the arc reactor and, like... Mm-hmm. And every time he powered up with the arc reactor, like, the electricity washed over his face and made the electro mask happen. Yeah. It was very cool. It was so cool. It was so cool. Oh, I gotta go watch that movie again. Should we, do you want to go watch it again right now? Sunday. (laughs) Sunday. We'll watch all movies Sunday. We were doing Daredevil on Sunday. (laughs) Got a big Sunday ahead of us. All right. uh, Let's see. Fear Mjolnir, a Mm. patron. What? Yeah, you've been away. Fear Mjolnir (laughs) has been right in almost every week. Okay. Well, I've been busy. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry, everybody. If you want me to just stay gone, let me know. <laughs> uh, I'll consider it. <laughs> anyway, Fear Mjolnir says, Hey, everyone, I have some Spider-Man feedback, and I'm going to try to keep it short as possible. So the movie was absolutely phenomenal. Personally, it was the second best theatrical experience of my life just wow. behind Endgame. And that's because I feel there were just more holy shit moments in Endgame but in No Way Home, with all the rumors, I was just expecting what happened, so it takes it slightly down for me, but was still a 3,000 out of 10. The banter between all the Spider-Men was absolutely phenomenal, and Andrew's character was much better in this than, like, that I actually liked him. Now, now onto something I haven't heard anyone really talk about other than a joke. Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme? It was funny, but what if this has more than just a one-liner that we laughed about? Remember in WandaVision, Agatha said, Wanda's power exceeds that of even the Sorcerer Supreme. Does Agatha know it's Wong? Or does she think it's strange like Peter did? Not to throw shade at Wong, but he's no Stephen Strange, and I feel the Sorcerer Supreme Stephen Strange is right there, nearly on par with Wanda on, on terms of power, at least from what we've seen, and Wong wouldn't even be close to Wanda. I don't know, just a thought. I haven't heard anyone talk about that part of it. I hope everyone had a great holiday, and just so you all know, you're amazing. No, yeah, thank you. I, I needed to hear that. Yeah, you know, just yeah, needed to hear it. I can stop all this negative self-talk. <laughs> can I hear you say it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the power levels. I think that Wanda, and, and we see in the trailer that Dr. Strange goes to her to ask her for help. I think that he knows it's, it's it's not that he said that Wanda was stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme. She said that the uh, Scarlet Witch yeah, is stronger it, than the Sorcerer, even the Sorcerer Supreme. It seemed like titles, you know, yeah. just like whoever is the Scarlet Witch will be stronger than even the Sorcerer Supreme. And maybe that was a prophecy to be like Wong will be the Sorcerer Supreme and he's going to be weak, and <laughs> and whoever's the Scarlet Witch will show up and be strong. But it feels like you know. Given expected power level and expected power level, you know. I just don't think we have any evidence that Wong is less powerful than Doctor Strange. I think that Doctor Strange is a little more bold than Wong in the use of his power. I think Wong's a lot more reserved. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why we see someone like Baron Mordo be like, you know, you're using this power way too wildly, way too uncontrolled. And like, I think I think Wong is is a lot more controlled. He's been taught the ways of this magic and like knows how to use it and how not to. And Doctor Strange is just a lot more willing to try crazy stuff. I think I don't yeah. know that we know that Wong is less powerful though. 
Yeah, the most that I've seen out of Wong is that he had the Wand of Watum in the first movie, and mm-hmm. um, then he used portals or like the sling ring very well in like Infinity War and uh, in his fight with Emil in um, Oh yeah, yeah. Shang Chi. That was the Sorcerer Supreme fighting <laughs> in an underground fight club for money. Yeah. That's so weird. Like, we, we had speculated about what's going on with Wong. We were like, yeah, you know, he's probably, uh, you know, think, strange disappeared and he's kind of down on his luck and he needs to, like, make some money or something. Maybe that's why he's fighting. But now I'm thinking, like, the Sorcerer Supreme is, like, infiltrating the Ten Rings or something, you know? Like, he's, like, out on a part of his mission, you know? Hmm. Could be. It's hmm. a lot. It could be anything. It's a it could be anything. <laughs> well, we're we're going to go with the standard uh, MCU cast response. Uh, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh. I don't know, man. <laughs> it, it seems like those sling ring portals could be really, really freaking dangerous if used uh, willy-nilly. Yeah, like, totally. Cars cut in half sort of thing. Oh, yeah. Um, limbs have been lost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, if you just accidentally, like, didn't step right, you'd lose your foot right. walking through one, you know? Yeah. Oh, well, let's see. Interesting. I never considered them to be sharp on the edges, but I guess maybe they are. Well, no, it's it's not that they're sharp. It's that you, you're one part of your your anatomy is going to a different space than the other part right. of your anatomy. Well, it's as long like, as the hole doesn't close, I guess you could, like, hit the edge of a sling ring like portal and sort of like you know would it support you is it is the, is it like a razor edge to the, it didn't do that to the car what which car in in infinity war there was a part of a taxi that just fell through when uh when they like parked banner in the like when they when strange said mr mr banner if you're dr banner if your green friend is not going to join us and then like puts him in the park a couple blocks away and part of the taxi went with him because mm. it just kind of fell into that part of reality, just right off. Interesting. I'll have to go back and watch that scene. <laughs> like it, it's kind of scary. That yeah, for <laughs> that sure. You just be like, Bloop, there goes my finger. Oh shit! <laughs> I should have been waving at somebody as I was, as I was walking <laughs> through the portal. How'd you lose that finger? Shop class? No portals. portals. <laughs> Sling rings. Oops. Too many sorcerers, man. Too many sorcerers. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Slavich said, Hi fam, waving emoji. Specifically, hello, Ashley. <laughs> Matt and Jeff, I just want to thank you for supporting Ashley with her podcast. You really help her talent shine, and I'm just <laughs> grateful that you both had the self awareness to purposely take a lesser role and let the real goat shine on the podcast. Absolutely. Give the people what they want. <laughs> All in good fun, of course. I'm kidding. I'm a long, long time listener since Civil War, and I'm so grateful to have you all as friends, at least friends that I know who I see weekly, even though they don't see me. <laughs> Love y'all. Not creepy at all. Yeah, not creepy at all. <laughs> Wanted to quickly write in and emphasize how incredible the character arc has been for our Peter in this trilogy. I love, love getting into the weeds of the details of any MCU movie, gasping at the surprises, celebrating the triumphs, and theorizing Easter eggs. But to take a step back and view the deliberate lessons Peter learned in these three movies, something that has been without a doubt calculated by Feige and company 
is nothing short of marvelous. The Raimi and Webb trilogies accelerated Peter's growth and understanding of loss and sacrifice through their approach to showing the Ben Parker tragedy on screen. Andrew and Toby started their journey as true Spider-Men by understanding that great power comes with great responsibility. But the MCU took the long road. In Homecoming, our Peter wanted nothing more than to be in the action, yearning to take on the weight of heroism without truly understanding the responsibility that came with it. No Way Home reversed that narrative, having Peter desperately trying to cling to his personal life as a kid, spending time with MJ, having a normal summer. And finally, in No Way Home, he met the Destiny Nexus event, the death of his family. Each Peter Parker, whether they are in one universe or another, has to face this sacrifice to truly become the Spider-Man they were meant to be. So one could argue that we haven't truly had a complete Spider-Man in the MCU, and this next trilogy will show Peter's true heroism. I cannot bleeping wait. <laughs> and I can only imagine that the final installment of his next trilogy will be Peter passing the baton to Miles Morales, keeping the story alive. All of this to say, Marvel knew and understood the assignment from day one, and I am so, so grateful. What an incredible feat. Again, thanks for everything. Let me know if y'all ever pass through St. Louis. Cheers. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, and yeah, thanks for writing in. I feel like Joe's written in before, right? I've heard that name before. Maybe. 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 I'm not sure. He didn't say it was the first time. He just uh, said he'd been listening for a long time. Uh, thanks for listening, bud. I feel like that's a really great assessment on it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, I think, I mean, I think it's very much what they were trying to do with this movie. And I, I, it makes me really curious. Joe says that they understood the assignment from the beginning. And it makes me really curious if they really did, or if this was like a course correction of sorts, you know? Ah, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. Cause you make uh, two movies with a Spider-Man that a lot of people had problems with. Be I didn't, I loved this Spider-Man, but a lot of people really wanted the street level by himself Spider-Man that now is set up in this movie. Hmm. I mean, yeah. I only really exist on the internet in an echo chamber. So, you know, everybody that I know loved the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, me, me too. Stranded Panda Chat is the internet for me. That's basically Stranded <laughs> right. Panda Chat on Facebook. Like, that's, that's basically where I go to learn anything. Sometimes <laughs> I just ask questions there. I was worried whenever, whenever they were, you know, in the process of killing May. And she's like, mm. I just got to catch my breath. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, no, so no, dark. not like this. Because, like, in the first one, in Homecoming, in, I think it was in the I Larbu scene, uh, she talked about everything with your Uncle Ben, you know, quote, unquote, yeah. everything with Uncle Ben. And yeah. I was like, cool, you know, wash, washed our hands of having to do that. Great responsibilities already been taken care of. Mm -hmm. Like, he even paraphrased the line, you know, yeah. when you can do what I can do, it was in Civil War. You can do the things that I can do and you don't and you don't and the bad things happen. they happen because of you like that is the great power great responsibility line we don't need it again and it it felt a little bit forced I hate to say it felt forced from from Aunt Bay oh, I, I don't agree I thought it was really beautiful and it was a big change of course and obviously like that's uh, that's the thing though. That's like he has to well, hear that line from someone. It's perfectly in line with her character, right? And it also and that's the thing is like he, he that concept that he explains earlier, like when when 
when you when you have the chance to stop the bad things and they don't stop and you don't they happen because of you like that just sounds like the way aunt may raised him you know what i mean yeah but her dying her dying and putting that weight on him of being like ah, see because in previous versions of this story it's peter makes a mistake and then he lives yep. with the regret of doing a bad thing that got Uncle Ben killed. This is such a different yeah. take on it. It makes me, it's making me verklempt. It's the idea that he did the right thing and that May believed that to her dying breath that he did the right thing mm-hmm. and that cost him so much and cost her so much, but it was worth it because it was the right thing to do. And that's a different take on Spider Man, it, but it's the same message with great power comes great responsibility and sometimes great cost yeah and like I mean, that, that kind of goes right along with what kate bishop was saying in the final episode of hawkeye is you know being a hero doing the right thing no matter the cost you know that's that's the definition of being a hero yeah and that does like oh that does twist me up inside like oh no he did the right thing and it still cost yeah. him oh this is not- doing the right thing is overrated <laughs> 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 that's fair that's fair the, this <sighs> is this is such a great inversion of that story to drive home the same message i absolutely love it mm. Mm-hmm. i i also think that miles like passing the torch to miles in the next trilogy would be perfect Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Or, or if we could get uh, if we could get maybe a series you know i kind of want everything to be a disney plus series now because we get so much more time with the characters it's so you know, true it's so funny i feel i felt that way the last couple movies have been like not bad but not like as m- i haven't felt them as much as i felt the disney plus series but then this movie was such a spectacle and did such big things and tied in the Raimi verse and the web verse. Like I just, I, 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 there's no way they could do that on Disney plus. And like this movie kind of convinced me that the theater is worth going to again. Like, you know, um, like I, or like making movies is, is worth it for Marvel. They shouldn't make everything a Disney plus series. Cause this is why this movie is why this movie is come, wa- awesome. come watch this movie on my 80 inch. With surround sound. And oh. you can hit pause and go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I, I'm sorry, but like going to that theater and seeing all those people cheer when Matt Murdock walked on the screen, like my theater was freaking amazing to be around all those other uh, lovers of this stuff, you know? Huh. It, 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 was, it was, I haven't had a communal theater experience like that in a long time. I guess since in game, yeah. probably. Yeah, like Shang-Chi was, Shang-Chi was great. You know, to see in theaters, but you didn't get that same experience. Yeah. yeah. That I don't think anybody said a word during Eternals. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It, Other than like when Ken was just like, really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's he kind of doesn't get the whole like theater thing. So mm-hmm. it's like when everybody starts clapping immediately, he just zoom, takes it out of me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, but yeah, he, so for are... Defoe, he was like, "Yes, <laughs> and that was it." Yeah, Defoe gets the slow clap. Defoe deserves. Defoe stole that movie. <sighs> he steals every movie he's in. Like That's I can't true. say he stole the movie because I think there's so many other things that steal that movie. But like, it's just so packed with things that steal that movie. And yes, Defoe is freaking amazing. 
Mm. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Hey. <laughs> I, I don't know how they could have done that movie better. I really love, 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 love that thing. They thought it through so yep. well. They did it so well. God. Yep. So let's uh, let's circle back on more Spider-Man feedback in coming weeks and yes. wrap it up here. So we've been talking forever today. <laughs> Three hours. Because we started at 3.30. Yeah. So, guys, thanks for joining us. We are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. You know, all the places, patreon.com slash mcucast if you want to support the show. It really, really helps us out. Uh, so check that out. And uh, we'll be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Bye! Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Available everywhere you get podcasts, and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash strandedpandatv and available at youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts, geeky projects, and ways to support the network, visit strandedpanda.com.